0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: President Obama gives harmful incentives causing 90,000 new orphans to be abandoned by their parents at our border. We interviewed Texas Senator Ted Cruz in an exclusive press conference and a new American citizen about immigration.
0: Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name.
1: President Obama's unilateral declaration of amnesty for some illegal immigrants, especially children, is now having a devastating effect, ripping families apart as poor parents from overseas send their children to America, causing more children than ever to become orphans. It's the incentives that are forcing children to grow up without parents, even if they come to America as brought by the Coyotes and the drug lords. Associated Press reports the sudden rise in the number of families and unaccompanied minors from especially Central America, crossing America's southern border has now dramatically increased and redefined the nation's year-long debate on immigration. Once it was a debate over how to fix a broken system and provide a path for citizenship to millions, now, It has become a race to decide how to increase border patrols and send people back quickly to their country of origin. In previous years, the number of unaccompanied children was just about 6,000 per year, illegal children immigrating to America. Now, because of Obama's incentives, it's been growing almost exponentially. Uh, In 2012, it was up to 24,000 unaccompanied children at the border. This year, it's now 57,000 in just half a year, and by the end of this year, it'll be 90,000 by the end of September. Most of these children are coming from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. There was a response by uh, the TV and radio show host, Glenn Beck, who sent soccer balls and teddy bears down to the border as an act of charity, but they were turned away by Americans uh, in the Obama administration who want to keep the children away from any public contact. There is a question of disease. Uh, Texas Governor uh, uh, Rick Perry is now sending the Texas National Guard, and we had this sound clip from Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who went to the border.
2: Let me say thank you to Mercury One, thank you to Glenn for leading on this issue, uh, for raising over $2 million to provide food, to provide medicine, to provide toys to these kids. Our country has always been a country of compassion, humanity. And and these children, while they're here, we need to care for them well. We need to demonstrate American values. But it's critical as well that we need to uphold the rule of law. The reason these children are coming is because they believe they'll get amnesty. They believe they'll get a better mission. But if they get here, they'll be allowed to stay. As long as that promise of amnesty is there, more and more children will come, and more and more children will be brutalized, physically assaulted, sexually assaulted by violent, drug cartels, the coyotes who are bringing them in. And so, in my view, it is altogether appropriate that private charities and private churches are showing Christian love, are caring for these children. But at the same time, we need to eliminate the promise of amnesty. I filed legislation to do that, to make clear President Obama has no legal authority to grant amnesty whatsoever. And we need to expeditiously and humanely Return these children, reunite them with their families back home. That's the right solution, and I thank Glenn for leading on that regard.
1: That interview was given on Saturday morning, and guess what? We had an exclusive opportunity to interview Senator Ted Cruz. He was in Texas on Saturday morning, and then he flew to Colorado for the Western Conservative Summit on Saturday evening. That same day, I interviewed. Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Here's the first part of his response to a similar question at the press conference for maybe a dozen reporters and I was there. Here is Senator Cruz on our program.
2: Well, when the president granted amnesty in 2012, it was a lawless act. He didn't have the legal authority to do it. Uh, It is true that immigration reform has been stalled in Congress. I I think that's, that's unfortunate because outside of Washington, there's a lot of bipartisan agreement when it comes to immigration. Outside of Washington there is overwhelming bipartisan agreement that we've got to get serious about securing the borders, that we need to solve the problem of illegal immigration. And outside of Washington there's also considerable bipartisan agreement that we need to improve and streamline our legal immigration system so that we remain a nation that doesn't just welcome, that celebrates legal immigrants. I think if Congress were to have focused On areas of bipartisan agreement, we could have crafted an immigration bill that would have sailed through Congress. Unfortunately, President Obama and Senate Democrats made a different decision, and it was to view immigration reform as a partisan battle, where in my view their objective was not actually to fix the problem, but rather to score partisan points because they believed it would benefit them in 2014 and 2016. That's why we haven't seen immigration reform. You
1: know, I was so privileged to be part of this press conference, to, here's a picture of me meeting the senator, talking with him, standing beside him at the press conference. Uh, You know, what a privilege to be able to hear from a man, not not just to be with him, it's not about access, but to have him articulate such a thoughtful argument that has compassion towards the children and yet, at the same time, uh, respect for law and, and wanting to protect those children and be compassionate towards them. We're gonna take a short break but I wanna pray with you and when we come back we're gonna have more from Senator Ted Cruz. He has another six or seven minute response about the immigration crisis at the border. Exclusive press conference only, I think the only video you're gonna see of this is on our show. But let's pray from Luke chapter 17. Uh, You know I do discern the spirit of God. Uh, Upon Senator Cruz, he's a man of compassion, who cares about the children, wants to come up with common sense solutions. And let's pray from Luke chapter 17. Father in heaven, we do pray for not just national policy, not just our legislators, but especially for the children, especially for these orphans, who would be at home with their parents if it wasn't for President Obama's incentives. Deceiving those poor parents to making their children into orphans and causing more orphans to come to a strange land where they'll grow up without parents. And Father, we lay that directly at the feet of President Obama who is to blame for causing these children to become orphans as their parents are given incentives to give their children over to the drug lords, to the coyotes who bring them to America. God, stop that incentive and stop fooling the people to abuse their children. We pray this blessing in Jesus' name. God bless the children from Luke 17. It'd be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and be thrown in the depths of the sea than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break when we come back. Part two of my exclusive interview with Senator Ted Cruz about the border crisis.
3: Discerning the spirits that rule our politicians. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you care about defending the Constitution? Sign a petition today to defend your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. You know, left-wing crazies go on these shooting sprees, but then the Democrats, like Joseph Biden, are using this as a pretext to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. Can you believe they literally wanna publish the mental health records of military veterans so that they don't pass background checks so they can't exercise their rights when they come home? Senator Harry Reid, the leader, changed the filibuster rules, why? so we could stack the courts with gun-grabbing judges. Here are three of President Obama's nominees, Pillard, Millett, and Wilkins, couldn't get confirmed, but now they're on the court, and they're allowing the DC police to fingerprint all law-abiding gun owners? That's not right. Sign a petition today. Defend your Second Amendment rights. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Do you care about defending the Second Amendment? Are the Democrats trying to seize your guns? Sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. Democrat Senator Dianne Feinstein actually believes that stickers on windows and gun-free zones are gonna make your life safer? That's really not true. Uh, we also know that Congresswoman Dianne DeGette has confused magazines with bullets and is trying to ban both of those with these stricter gun control laws. But the Colorado sheriffs believe this is unconstitutional. and. And not only that, it's unsafe. A recent Harvard study shows that more guns actually results in less murders and less violence. And look what happened in England. Violence there soared after they banned guns, but here in America, violence dropped by 30% with more gun buying. Why, why is the government the only ones allowed to have billions of rounds of ammunition? I think we should defend your constitutional rights. Sign a petition today at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. More of our exclusive interview and at a behind-the-scenes press conference with Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the immigration issue. Here's the senator.
2: The Obama administration has tried to point to two alleged causes of this explosion of unaccompanied minors. The first is violence in Central America. It's true, violence in Central America has increased. But there's no reason why violence would yield more unaccompanied minors coming into this country. We've seen, historically, when a country is racked with violence, we've seen more immigrants. Legal immigrants and illegal immigrants. So you would expect a surge in immigration from a country. But you wouldn't expect little boys and little girls to be sent alone. That's not related to the violence. And the coyotes who are bringing them in are vicious drug cartels. When I was at Lackland Air Force Base a few weeks ago, where there are roughly 1,200 kids being held, the senior officials there described to me how these drug cartels, where the families would give these kids to the cartels to smuggle them into this country, how sometimes these cartels will keep the kids hostage and try to extract ransoms from the families. And if the families won't or can't pay more, horrifically these cartels are severing body parts of these children. And the senior official at Lackland described how the cartel leaders would put a machine gun to the back of the head of a little boy or little girl and force that child to cut off fingers or ears of other little boys or little girls. And so on our end, we're having children arrive, some of whom have been horribly murdered by these coyotes, these drug cartels who are smuggling them into this country, or horribly maimed, and others of whom have serious psychological damage from being forced upon pain of death to participate in that. Any outcome that continues having tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of children being brutalized by drug cartels is, is, is not a humane outcome, it's not a passionate but, but outcome. Not to the drug cartels. The when people... Traumatized. In 2011, there were just 6,000 children unaccompanied minors apprehended. And it's also worth pointing out another thing that the Obama administration has tried to point to as the cause for this is a 2008 law that was passed that governs removal, and it makes it more onerous to remove children from non-contiguous countries, from countries other than Mexico and, and Canada. Uh, that, too, is not borne out by the facts. because Now, the reason the Obama administration likes to point to that is there's nothing it seems this administration enjoys more than blaming every bad thing in the world on George W. Bush. And in 2008, George W. Bush was president. The problem with the story that they're peddling is the 2008 law was signed obviously in 2008. We didn't see the number of unaccompanied children spike in 2008. It didn't spike in 2009, it didn't spike in 2010, it didn't spike in 2011. 2011, it was about 6,000. It wasn't until 2012 that President Obama unilaterally granted amnesty to 800,000 people here illegally who had entered as children and it was specifically targeted at children. That is what caused the spike of unaccompanied children and it's gone from 6,000 to an estimated 90,000 this year and an estimated 145,000 next year. That's in just three years. If you look at President Obama's proposed 3.7 billion dollar supplemental bill, the saddest part about that legislation is it does nothing to address the underlying problem. It's a social services bill. It's an HHS bill. Less than 5% of the bill actually goes to border security. But it does nothing to remove the promise of amnesty, which is the reason these kids are coming. And it does nothing to create an expedited procedure to reunite these children with their families back home the 2008 law now is exacerbating the problem because once we have this explosion of children the 2008 law adds bureaucratic delays to reuniting them with their families back home but it's not the cause of the problem and the president's bill essentially admits that in his vision this problem will continue for years going forward that will continue to see tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of little kids being brutalized and brought, brought over. The humane thing to do, the compassionate thing to do is solve the problem and the only way to solve the problem is stop the promise of amnesty. I mentioned this morning I was in McAllen meeting with Border Patrol agents. Two questions were most revealing meeting with the agents on the front line. I asked, number one, why? Why are these children coming, they didn't say because of the violence. Now, these are the agents that apprehend them every day and deal with them all day long. They didn't say it's because of the violence. They said, and this is every single Border Patrol agent I was meeting with, they said they're coming because they believe they will get amnesty. The Border Patrol did recently a confidential report where they interviewed over 200 people who come illegally. They said, why are you coming? Ninety-five percent said Because we believe we we will get amnesty, we will get a permiso, that once we get here, we'll be free. That is the magnet that's drawing them. And the second question that I asked the Border Patrol agents is if you could not worry about the mess that is the politics in Washington, if you could wave a magic wand, what what would you do as men and women on the front lines that would actually secure the borders? And every one of them said it's very simple. We have to send them home. As long as they are staying here, more and more and more children will come, and more and more and more children will be brutalized.
1: We were so privileged to have Senator Ted Cruz. And again, here's a picture of me with the senator. I want to repeat two things that he said here, Uh, just for emphasis. Number one is that the illegals are coming because they think they get permiso, they think they're getting amnesty and it's President Obama's incentive that is inviting these parents to abandon their children. And then the second thing he said is, there ought to be a common sense solution. Uh, Inside Washington, they wanna politicize this, but out in mainstream America, it's very easy to see what the solution is. We streamline the legal process, and we enforce the law for those who wanna break the law. That's a very simple process, and I agree with Senator Ted Cruz when he says those things. Uh, The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 22, don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers set up by previous generations. We need to have boundaries. You know, Mexico has different laws than America and Texas, and those boundaries need to stay in place. We're gonna take a short break, and when I come back, I'm gonna introduce Our next guest, Helen Raleigh, who's a new American citizen, did it the right way. She's originally from China, and she says the same thing that Ted Cruz is saying.
0: Making your voice heard in our nation's capital, Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: As a Christian minister, I believe the Bible, and I believe in spiritual gifts. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 that the gift of discerning of spirits is available to you the ability to see angels or demons or the Holy Spirit. In fact, I've written two amazing books that I want you to have today. And you can visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org to get either one of these resources. The first is my PhD dissertation on this particular topic. It's called, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons, Ignatius of Loyola on the Gift of Discerning of Spirits in Church Ethics. If you want an exciting theology book, that's challenging and intellectual that goes into the classic theology of Ignatius of Loyola, how he was influenced by men like John Cashin and Thomas Akempis, how he influenced later theologians like Karl Rahner and Timothy Gallagher, then you will love this resource. Maybe for your pastor or if you're a counselor or a serious Bible student, this is a theology book and you're going to love it. Or maybe you want something more fun. I've also written a different book which is more of a popular book. Uh, It's called The Demons of Barack Obama and it applies my theology of discerning the spirits to the 44th president of the United States. I used an article written by my friend David Barton on 50 events in his presidency and I tried to discover, is he being influenced by the Holy Spirit or by angels or by maybe some other spirits? What is behind the president? So if you want a popular book that's fun to read, it's available for $20. Or if you want an academic book that could be used for serious Bible students, it's available for $35. Or maybe you want both of these, they're both available for $50. A donation of any amount will go towards sending these books to you. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and get both of these resources for your family. Welcome back, this is Dr. Chaps. You're watching PIJN News. I'm back with my new friend, Helen Raleigh, one of the newest American citizens, originally from China. And she went through a, a, a long immigration process to do it the right way. She's a legal immigrant, brand new to America. Congratulations on Thank your you. immigration. Thank you. What was that like? And we'll get back to your book in a second. Okay. But when you became an American citizen, how was the process?
3: The process was very long. I've, as you know, I came here as a student, so I came here on a student's visa. Once I graduated a student, I was offered a job at the Citibank, and they gave me a H-1B visa, which is a temporary working visa for highly educated, skilled workers. That visa only lasts for three years. You can extend it once another three years, but after that, you either have to become a resident to continue work, or you have to go back home. For people, and the legal way to become resident is a very narrow. You either have to be born here, or you have to marry into someone, or you have to have an employer who would sponsor you as an employment-based green card. At that time, I after Citibank, I changed the job to Detroit, working for auto company, who's waiting to sponsor me for a work-based green card. But because our immigration process was so backlogged, they submitted my application in 2005. By the time I got married in 2008, it didn't move one step. Oh no. For three years, it actually moved backwards. So by the time I was married in 2008, the immigration office in the United States were still processing application they received in 2002, 2003. So fortunately, my husband is an American citizen. So we basically, after spend thousands of dollars and wait for years for that employment-based green card, we basically have to you know, give it up and turn around and apply for marriage-based green card.
1: So now that you're an American citizen and you look back on the process, uh, was it a good process, bad process? And what about all the illegal immigrants who just come to America and they don't follow the rules, they just live here illegally?
3: Well. I definitely think the process is very excruciating because basically from the day I entered United States until I became a U.S. citizen, the legal way, it took me 17 years. How many people have 17 years in their life? I, I imagine, I and I actually have friends who basically just give up the process, immigrant to other countries, and America lost a lot of talents in that way. And it's frustrating to watch the illegal immigrants. On, in the, one, on the one hand, no, I'm pretty much a libertarian I believe everybody has right to pursue happiness on the other hand I also like to have a, a fair you know playing field because for the rest of us who's standing in line patiently to follow the rule yet on that, you, then you see people who ignore the laws and regulations just cross the borders and they could expect to get amnesty, get all the social welfare. At the same time, we are here follow the rules. It's frustrating yes. because you're basically sending a message. When people look at me, someone who's very productive, someone who has very good education, have to wait for so long for legal process. What message are America is sending? Basically say, you know what? Don't follow her. It takes 17 years. Let's just cross the border. It's, we have taken just several months it's not a red right message because we are a country of rule by law and we do want to follow that
1: so maybe a little bit from both sides is what you're saying that it should be easier for people who want to follow the
3: rules yes and it
1: should be hard for people who are lawbreakers
3: absolutely we we should design we should reform our legal immigration in a way to expand the access at the same time incentivize people that to follow the rule not to break the rule that's that's my suggestion okay.
1: our thanks to helen raleigh her book is confucius never said it's available on amazon i want to uh, encourage you to think about uh, immigration from the perspective of the immigrant right and and as a member of the church, we need to show compassion for the stranger among us. The Bible says this in Leviticus chapter 19, when a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall do him no wrong. You shall treat a stranger who sojourns with you as a native among you and you shall love him as yourself for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. We should have compassion towards the immigrant and yet the church is different than the state. The state needs to enforce laws And laws in America are different than laws in Mexico. They're two different countries for a reason. The border is there for a reason and people who come here need to follow American laws just as when we would go to Mexico, we would follow uh, their laws. We built an orphanage in India for 94 orphans. Our ministry cares about the poor, cares about orphans and yet we should be exporting America to India or to other places, to Mexico, to other places, Guatemala, Honduras. We should not be importing the children here. That causes more damage to the orphans. Let's export America a little more. We're gonna take a short break and I will conclude the show.
0: This is PIJN News.
4: Introducing FactsCongress.com. Do you care about politics, defending pro-life causes, traditional marriage, and religious freedom? At faxcongress.com, you can create any petition to Congress, and we will convert your e-petition instantly to a real fax paper on your congressman's desk. And the best part? It's free. Want your voice heard by multiple congressmen? At faxcongress.com, we can blast your petition to all 535 congressmen and senators instantly. And you don't even need a fax machine. Not only do we deliver your petitions instantly, but with our dashboard feature, you can quickly recruit friends on Facebook and Twitter to co-sign your petition. Do you care about a particular cause? You can build a virtual army of supporters at faxcongress.com. Do you lead a church, faith-based organization, or PAC? We can even help you do fundraising. It's free. Just visit faxcongress.com and try it out. Make a difference. Sign any petition today at faxcongress.com. Factscongress.com.
1: Thank you for watching. Our thanks to Senator Ted Cruz. On tomorrow's show, Senator Mike Lee from Utah on Religious Freedom. You don't want to miss that. We'll see you next time.